This episode of Standard Orbit is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for your tablet, smartphone, and desktop. Support the show and get a free audiobook of your choice by visiting audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Hey everyone, I'm Rod Roddenberry, and you're listening to Trek FM. Follow Standard Orbit, Mr. Chekhov, and take us in. Hi, sir. Is the word of Landru. Joy to you, friends, and thanks for joining us here on Standard Orbit, Trek FM's dedicated show to the original series. My name is Drew, or Landru, and this is my co-host Mike from Commentary Trek Stars. Hello. You'd think after 110 episodes, I wouldn't have to read that every time. But you do. Get but I do. Because I'll, ma- I'll mess it up if I don't. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So, this is the This end. is it. Yeah. I always think of that, uh, like any time like a, one of my shows ends, I always think of that, that thing um, that Kevin Smith does with the Winnie the Pooh theme song. Have you ever heard that? No. He would talk about how like there was like a, a Winnie the Pooh like cartoon on the Disney Channel or something that his kid would watch when she was little. And each episode ends with this song where it's like, now it's time to close the book. And it's like all about like, the end of childhood and growing up and the loss of innocence and everything. Jeez. And he's like, what is this? You know, this is, and it's every week, you know, um, <laughs> it's hilarious. And the song is hilarious too. You can find it on YouTube or whatever, but, uh, I always think of that. It's funny. Anyway, <laughs> <clears throat> this is the end. It is. It is. It's the end of standard orbit 1.0. This would be, uh, uh, We'll we'll post a picture, but Mike and I are wearing our Maroon Monsters uniforms. Yeah. And our caps. Yeah. Ready ready for sports, this last sporting event. Yeah. See, you know, everyone else, you know, can have their, all the other Bridgemates teams can have their their jerseys and everything, but we've got the caps to go along with it. Yeah. Yeah. We're awesome. It really finishes the look, you know. Well, we figured for our last episode, we would do kind of a retrospective, uh, you know, like a little history of the show, some behind the scenes stuff, our favorite moments from the show, maybe something we've learned, uh, you know, just kind of a kind of like a Winnie the Pooh episode. You know, we're going to we're going to have a moral of the story and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've not seen that particular brand of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, me either, actually. But but the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, like those three original shorts. Yeah. Those things are awesome. They are. I love those. Yeah. The Tigger movie and the the Piglet movie. Yeah. Those are not good at all. Okay. Good. Yeah. I will continue to not see them. Okay. Cool. <laughs> cool. So how did this all begin? It started before me. It started with, with you. Yeah. Now, it, I mean, okay, so... So you were you were associated with Trek FM. You were the TOS editor on the network. Yes. What does that mean? I don't. I haven't remember. seen you edit a thing aside from the show. There were when we had episode guides like two websites ago. Uh, I, I wrote a couple of those. I was supposed to write or uh, find people, and you know, find people to write things about TOS and edit it. Okay. And 
mostly it meant that I was on every TOS episode of the Ready Room. Yeah. And uh, Chris had the idea of spinning off into having series individual shows. Makes sense. And I kept putting it off. He's just like, Drew, you need to start a TOS show. And I'm like, I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know how. I want more experience podcasting before I get to that point. And it was about a year later before I finally was like, okay, all right, let's do this. <laughs> well, yeah, because you you came to me and you were like, hey, um, I'm doing a, a, a TOS show. Would you like to co-host? Yes. And at this point, like I had, I was doing like commentary track stars. I was like maybe half a year into commentary track stars, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, like I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And like my my real reaction was like, um, I, I don't know how to do an original series show. <laughs> Like, I'm like, I really feel like I'm not qualified to do that. But at the same time, like, you were instrumental in getting commentary track stars on Trek FM. Yes. Right? And because of that, I was like, I'll do anything that Drew wants me to do. Aww. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it for Drew. Like, if anyone else had asked me, aside from, like, maybe Chris, I'd be like, no, no, that's not <laughs> happening. But I was like, I'll do it for Drew. So then you were like, okay, we'll do it. And I'm like, great. And he's like, yeah, I just need to, you know, set set some stuff up. And I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. And then like nothing happened for like six months. <laughs> and then finally, I was like, so scared. <laughs> like Chris came to me, and he's like, so what's going on with Standard Orbit? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, well, uh, I I think drew needs to be nudged a little bit because like we were planning this before at that point i think the only other show that existed in terms of um like uh series shows was to the journey right mm -hmm. and he's like we've been planning this before to the journey and to the journey started up before commentary track stars right yes and i'm like he's like i think drew needs a little push so i'm like okay you know so like i you know texted you or something and i'm like chris wants to know when we're starting this show <laughs> and then i think you were finally like okay okay let's do it yeah I, I don't know why i was so scared um just the the time commitment i mean and it has been a time commitment and basically i wanted to be i wanted it to be entertaining and well put together things that i didn't feel like i could have done without that kind of like hyping myself up for it and and that's why I picked you for the co-host because you've done you've done like 450 podcasts I think by <laughs> by that point. Maybe and so at least I would know that you can talk when I'm just sitting there going, "Oh." Mhm. Mm well, I mean, that's a big thing and you know I mean, like we were talking, you know, the last couple of weeks, you know, getting listener feedback talking about like, "Well, you guys are laid back and, uh, you know, nice and slow and, you know, kind of like a, like a, a lullaby, you know, sort yeah. of thing, you know, <laughs> which I can see totally because like I listen to, to things like Earl Grey or To The Journey and they're just like so amped up, you know, yes. like Earl Grey in particular, 
like you hear those guys bouncing back and forth off of each other and it's like i could not keep up with them i can you know <laughs> never in a million years listen and, to our crossover episodes right usually mike and i are like mm, what's going on our okay. heads are just spinning like what i don't understand what's going on you know and like you know when i listen to that i'm like are we like you know bad <laughs> And, you know, I mean, maybe we are, but I, I don't think in, in that respect, like, I think, you know, we just have a different style, a different pace, you know, and, yeah. and like, like, uh, that, that letter said, um, you know, it's like, Hey, it's cool. I like it. It's chill. You know, mm -hmm. I've enjoyed you, our pace. You dim the lights, you got the little piano music in the background, <laughs> you know, I like it. Yeah, it's good. And 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 I I do have to say like you were saying about it being put together and and everything and you know not 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 to to wax your car or anything like that I mean I I legitimately mean this like I do think that you are one of the best editors on the network oh wow and and I and I I do think that the the opening and the closing that you put together <laughs> for Standard Orbit you know just the opening whatever leading into this and the closing with the Desilu thing and everything like that, those are by far the best opening and closings of any show on the network. Thanks. And I say that as someone who had absolutely nothing to do with it. <laughs> I, it kind of just fell together. I was like, certainly I can find episodes where they say standard orbit. So I found like a, here's a script site. And so I like Google searched that script site for the word standard orbit. And like, so I found a couple episodes where they say it and I found one where he says it right at the beginning and then managed to like instantly find an episode that had just the ship flying by and like no sound, no other music, but the intro music and the ship flying by, uh, which I think is uh, enemy within. I've got it listed so that I could find it again because then I rebuilt it from scratch in stereo when Chris is like, oh, you know, we're producing everything in stereo. And I'm like, oops, everything I do is in mono. Well, everything they did was in mono, too. That's true. But I, I pulled the stereo from Netflix. Remastered. Do you listen to it in stereo when you watch it? Yeah. The show? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm watching, and I'm watching the new effects, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But if I'm watching the original effects, I put it in mono. I do original effects mono all the way. I, I, know. I know. I need to do that, but I'm lazy. We've discussed this. <laughs> yeah, you're like my wife. <laughs> no, but I, I am guilty because I find myself kind of doing that with the X-Files. I've been doing a X-Files mythology rewatch mm -hmm. in preparation for the new miniseries. And I'm like, okay, I, I like I pasted hours. Like I can watch an episode of the mythology a day leading up to this. So I'm I'm only like you know, uh, maybe like ten episodes behind right now, um, and it's only been going for like three days. Um, but I've been like doing it a lot, like sort of like on the go, you know. So I'm like, okay, Netflix on my iPhone, which is in the wrong freaking aspect ratio. Mm -hmm. But then I've, I'm like, well, when I get home, I can put in the DVD. But usually I'm like, I'm halfway through this episode. I don't remember exactly where I left off. <laughs> Am I really going to try to sync up my DVD with the thing on my phone? Nah, I'm just going to watch the incorrect <laughs> aspect ratio and just complain about it the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't have the DVDs, so when I eventually start watching X Files for the first it, time, for the I've seen the first season on DVD. Oh, cool! But but that's it. Well, get the DVDs now while you can. I mean, for one thing, they're cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, like that first season one that that was the first time that a DVD had like released an entire season set on DVD. A show had released an entire season set on DVD. Wow. Like that actually impacted the original series DVD release because the standard because of thing. The two disc thing, the two episodes two episode per disc thing. Things. Yeah. Like that was like, it was, it was one episode on videotape. It was two on Laserdisc, you know, which think about that, like $35 a disc for two, <laughs> two episodes, you know, trying to build your 80 episode run. That's 40 times. That's like, Thirteen hundred dollars or something like that, just for the and, original series, and it's an entire shelf or two. Yeah, that's the other thing, right? And like X Files, they were like, "We're going to release the entire season one in one box set," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like I pre-ordered it and everything, and they're like, <laughs> "It's only a hundred bucks," and I'm like, "If you that's, do the math, that's yeah. insanely cheap," you know. And then, it, like, yeah, they were going through because the, they did the entire original series on the two disc thing, mm-hmm. which I had. I had all of this, those <laughs> individual things. I bought them at the music recyclery, and then um, they, like, if you look inside, like the the those discs, they have like flyers saying like Star Trek: The Next Generation, get you know Encounter at Farpoint on DVD coming mm-hmm. soon, and then X Files dropped and was a huge success. And they were like, okay, 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 okay. Let's let's do box sets. <laughs> but I mean, it's got to be cheaper to ship. Yeah, but this is Star Trek, not X Files. So we're not going to charge a hundred. We're going to charge a hundred and twenty-five. You know. But now you go into like Best Buy, and you can get that same X Files set for like seven bucks. Right. Just in an me. even thinner case. A much thinner case. You know. <laughs> They had some packaging packaging issues early on with those X Files things, but you got to. My point here is that you've got to buy them all now, because soon they'll be gone and replaced by the HD abominations. Mm-hmm. So yeah, do that. Got to keep that original theatrical edition. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so okay, so what were we talking about? How do we get on the X Files? I editing, honestly don't remember. Editing, editing, stereo, editing, editing going things. back, yeah. editing, doing the original thing. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, it's been a long road getting from there to here. Um, mm-hmm. So what, what were, were uh, some of your favorite moments doing this thing? Hmm. I think one of my favorite moments was uh, our trip to the Parsec Awards. Yeah. Like you coming down and picking me up and then us driving through torrential downpours where we had to like stop that was terrifying for like 15 minutes to wait for this downpour to stop so we could tell where we were going that was the most scared i've ever been driving i have to say (laughs) like like blinding rain you know on i've never seen anything like it and then we're like, let's get off the highway. And I'm like, just find me a parking lot. And you're like, <laughs> ah, ah. And then like literally like in Magnolia, you know, where it's like pouring rain and then like they turn off the machines and then all of a sudden it just stops raining. Like that's what happened. That's what happened. It literally just stopped. And it's like, oh, I guess 
I guess we can keep on going now, then. <laughs> we were so scared to get back on the highway. We were like, uh. Yeah. In freaking Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's terrifying. Uh, but, yeah, I think that trip uh, hanging out with you all weekend uh, was a lot of fun. And I wouldn't have done that without the show and without listener support, you know, to, to get us nominated. And I mean, we didn't win, but, you know, it was it was an honor to be nominated. And that was that was really cool. Yeah, I agree. I'd say that, that that was probably the highlight for me as well. You know, it was it was it was fun driving down there, going to to Dragon Con. Got to see James Gunn talking about Guardians of the Galaxy and that everything like fun. that. And uh yeah. And then, you know, after after the ceremony, after losing, went to Big Kahuna Burger and got a <laughs> oh, big yeah. kahuna burger. I mean that's pretty awesome. We saw Michael Hogan walk by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just walking by. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Def- definitely the highlight for me too. Yeah. One of my other highlights, I think, is introducing Andy to podcasting. Yeah. Which I think we've done the world a service, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, Women at Warp, right? There wouldn't be any Women at Warp, because isn't she the one who uh, started that up? I think I, I, I think so. Or at least she had the gumption to do it. Yeah. When she met us, she was but the learner. Now she is the master. It's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's on every show all the time now. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, recorded a thing with her the last week. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, well, that's definitely cool. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you about the the Parsec Awards uh, for sure. That was that was a lot of fun. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know. I mean, for me, I guess another highlight would be just all of the the cool people that we've been able to talk to and everything like oh yeah that through this show which is has been kind of amazing um just like you know I, I was i was looking at the list of of our guests and in addition to you know a lot of people from trek fm you know both inside and outside of trek fm in terms of the world of podcasting it's also you know kind of like a who's who of trek historians you know yeah it's crazy. It's like how do how does that even work? How do we, you know? I mean, we pretty much got like everyone who's I mean, and that was all you. You were I mean, I was perfectly content to just sit here and talk to each other for a hundred and some odd episodes, but you were just like, No, no, I think we can get so and so and I'm like, You go right ahead if you can swing that. Let's do that. Well, and you were just like, t- Hey Mark Cushman, you want to be on our show? Yeah, sure, I've never done a podcast before. And, hey so and so. Well, yeah, I've never done a podcast before. And they're all just really excited to come on. Well, it was it was one of those things where it was like I mean, it goes back to, you know, me being terrified of doing an original series show because I'm like, <laughs> I I'm not qualified, you know. The listeners are gonna have much more knowledge than I am about this thing. So I'm like you know, I, th- there was it was someone on on the Babel conference. Uh, I think Greg, I want to say, who was like, uh, "I see your show. Like each each of the the shows on Trek FM has a different flavor. I see yours as being historical." And I'm like, when he said that, I was like, "Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but that's really what it is." Like my whole thing was like, my opinion on the original series 
means nothing, like literally nothing, right? <laughs> I don't have anything of any value to offer. And that's like what most of, of my shows are, like me <laughs> saying like, this movie sucks or you need to see this movie, you know? And, you know, with, with the original series, and th that's why, like, I thought about that, like, with all, you know, like, when when I first said, like, I want to do a Star Trek podcast, I'm like, what am I going to bring to the table? Like, nothing. Because I don't have, I mean, I yeah, I've seen every single episode, you know, numerous times, and it, I grew up with it, and, and, you know, and everything. But it's like, there there's always going to be people out there who know way more about it than me. I'm not the type of person who would be like, I need to listen to every Star Trek podcast, you know? Mm -hmm. And the people who are going to listen to these shows are. And I'm like, well, what am I going to tell them? You know, nothing. Right. So that's why, like, when, you know, I, I came up with the idea for Commentary Track Stars, I was like, this is great because I'm not going to be talking about Star Trek, you know? <laughs> it's not intimidating. I'm going to be telling people stuff they, you know probably don't know but like with with this show i'm like well now i'm you know it's not even like i'm dipping my toe into like next generation or something like that which you know i grew up with mm -hmm. it's like the original series i'm like oh and they're gonna have the fans which are like the hardest of the hardcore because they've been <laughs> around forever you know and they've all grown up with it and most of them are probably you know older than me and it's like ah so i'm like okay uh Let's see. Well, let's get other people to talk about this <laughs> so that I don't have to, you know? I mean, and so, yeah. And, and, and part of it also was just like there was a lot of stuff that I didn't know. So if we bring on people who do know all that stuff, like that's really interesting. Like that's the show that I would want to hear, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that we were able to do that. Yeah. And uh, I'm really thankful to the to the people who are willing to come on, you know? And we'll thank them later in the show. Yeah. Yeah, we'll thank them later in the show. You have any uh, least favorite moments? Any like episodes where you're just like, what the hell are we doing? This is <laughs> terrible. This is just terrible. Uh, I don't remember a lot of the first few episodes. Um, but that I there were a couple where I had you edit them. So uh -huh. I only heard them that one time when we were talking about it. Mm -hmm. So uh, those episodes, I don't know. I don't know any of the content of G Rod oh. or Bondi, Bondi Blue Landrew. <laughs> That's probably for the best. No, I don't. I don't remember those either. Um, <laughs> but I don't have like I don't have anything that I was ever like really disappointed in. In fact, every week that we'd get together and be like, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. But mm -hmm. then I was always really proud of the result. Yeah. But it, like going into it, I always felt really bad. Like I didn't prepare enough for this, but we always ended up with a good show and I'm, I'm very proud of the work we've done. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I like, I was going through uh, the list of all the episodes yesterday and you know, there were some of them where I was like, we did an episode on the, like, how did we get a half an hour on that? You know? Yeah. It's there's, impressive. Some of these things. There's like somewhere it's like, how, how did we think that that was going to be a good idea? Like, um, like transporter ethics. I and, thought that was a good, that was me. Yeah. I mean, okay. You know, I mean like I can see that being like an interesting discussion, like an interesting, like five minute discussion, you know? 
like doing like a full episode on it. We got it. I guess so, yeah. Oh, I do remember my least favorite moment. That would be the moment where I used to keep uh, all of our files on the desktop of my laptop, and then I deleted them all. And so we lost Proto Peggy Olsen and had to re-record it. <laughs> oh, and didn't we... Was that That's the one that we lost? Mm-hmm, I okay. think so. I think we yeah. lost another one, too, well, we, but we lost that was one a different where, point. I think maybe we were like halfway through recording an episode on... Uh, it was the one about the Enterprise. On the Enterprise, yeah. yeah. And then we were like, so should we just pick it up from where we left off? And then we're like, no, we, we actually kind of sucked there. Let's just start from scratch. Yeah, so there were a couple episodes we had to redo, uh, but I feel like the end results were better than the uh, mm-hmm. than the original drafts, so that's that's fine. Yeah, losing podcasts sucks. I don't think I don't think I've ever lost an episode of Commentary Trek Stars, but with Commentary Track Stars, there were a couple, and it's just like, are you kidding me? Whole commentaries? Yeah, well, the, that would the, be the, the worst. The big one was. Uh, um, the the descent, mm-hmm. where like we our our big concept for that was like um, you know we're doing all these movies that that we we haven't or that that we've seen and love and whatever. Let's do a movie that neither of us have seen that everyone talks about. You lost a first time watch? No, no, no. It wasn't a first time watch because we were like, that's not going to work. Those don't work. Those okay. are terrible. Okay. You know? Good. So so we're like, let's just like an, a movie that everyone says we should see. We'll watch it. We'll both come in not knowing what the other person thought of it. And mm. we'll, you know. And so we're like, The Descent. Everyone says The Descent's amazing. Let's let's watch The Descent. The, the horror you know? movie where they go into yeah. the... Okay. Yeah. And so we go and we, we watch it. We come, we record the commentary. We lose the entire thing. And then we're like, okay, well, do we want to re-record that then? You know, do we really want people to know, like, what we thought of The Descent? And we're like, nah. Oh, it wasn't very good. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> So no one will ever know what we thought of the descent, but that's terrible. I bet but yeah, Max I'm... hated it. What? I bet Max hated it. I think he thought it was dumb, but he didn't hate it okay. passionately or anything like that. Yeah. I miss Max. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, it, it, it's it's it, yeah. We're lucky that we didn't lose any more mm-hmm. commentaries just by the numbers, you know. And you that. Think. Well, we almost lost that City on the Edge of Forever commentary because my computer kept messing up. Oh. But yeah. I managed to recover it almost seamlessly. I was impressed with how well that worked. So are there any episodes of the original series which you um, maybe didn't like prior to starting this show, which after our discussions with various people or ourselves, you were like, you know what? That episode actually is really good. And and now now you're a fan of it, or a big fan of it. When when we tend to go into episode discussions, I always, I usually come in negatively and end up with a more positive experience. Uh, mm-hmm. it, usually on the ready room, I'll be like, that episode is okay. But then the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, that episode is really awesome. Uh, for us, I've not really had like a, a big swing. Uh, I think that maybe the biggest swing was from you know, complete hatred to mediocrity, which was Plato's stepchildren when mm-hmm. when Andy came on and made us watch that with her. Yeah, I, I could see that. You know, I, I came to appreciate that episode a little bit more after watching it. Um, 
for me, I, it, it was actually really recently. It was Return of the Archons, mm-hmm. where I've always liked that episode, you know, but it's always been sort of like a throwaway for me. I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, it's cool. But then, like, watching it again, I'm like, damn, they were really dealing with a lot of stuff in this thing. There's a lot oh, going yeah. on here. And, uh, you know, it's it's pretty pretty freaking solid. So that that's probably the episode which I've come to appreciate the most over what I had before um, during this thing. Are there any where you came in being like, this is the greatest episode, and then after talking about it, you're like, oh, no, you're right, that's crap. <laughs> uh, I... I don't think so. I think that when I brought up an episode for us to do a commentary on or to talk about, uh, I managed to keep it pretty positive. But you usually keep things positive. You're not just like, this is dumb and stupid, and you're stupid for liking it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, no, I don't think that that any of my my opinions were lessened. Uh, You know, like all the the behind-the-scenes information we got from Cushman, you know, made us really appreciate the episodes that we have more. Uh, there's a couple things. I guess there are a few episodes where we like heard from Cushman, like the original ideas, which sounds so much better than the finished episodes. But usually yeah. those were season three episodes that we hate anyway. So now we hate them more because now we've got this behind the scenes knowledge that it could have been a good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I can't recall which episodes offhand. For me, I guess the big one was Wolf in the Fold, oh. because like go, growing up with that episode and everything, you know, I wasn't like aware of sort of like the social implications, you know, in terms of the sexism and all that <laughs> stuff. To me, it was just like, holy shit, it's, you know, Piglet, freaking Jack the Ripper in space <laughs> and he takes over Piglet. And this is the most amazing thing ever. Look, at it's Jack the Ripper and he's Piglet. This is so cool. You know, and um, and I still think that that's true, you know, but, you know, I can see now that it's like, OK, yeah, there there's a lot of, you know, kind of like misogyny going on in here and that's, you know, not cool. Mm. So you got to kind of take it down a, a, a peg in, in terms of your esteem for it. So, <laughs> you know, that's probably the one the, the biggest sway for me where I'm like, yeah, yeah, there is a lot of crap in there. You know, yeah, I could see that. So, yeah. So, so what what would you say you've learned through this journey hmm. on this pod, podcast here thing? Well, I mean, like you said, somebody pointed out like we're a historical podcast. I learned a lot about the history and the behind the scenes of Star Trek stuff that I thought that I knew. You know, because I read Shatner's movie Memories, I know everything there is to know about you know. <laughs> behind the scenes of Star Trek, but, you know, through Cushman and Tenuto and Nemechek and everybody, there was just so much information out there that helps you appreciate what you have even more. Either because, you know, look how bad it could have been, look at, you know, these these drafts, and uh, just, it's amazing how good TOS and the movies are and it's really amazing seeing behind the scenes what it took to get there so i think the i think that i've learned the most about behind the scenes stuff and it really helps me appreciate the show even more than i already did 
I, I think that, that I've, I've learned, well, a lot, you know, about that, that stuff, you know, of course. And, and, you know, that's, that is probably, you know, what I've learned the most is like what's gone into the making of this show, the, the original series. And, um, I, I think that one of the things which has kind of struck me is how high concept a lot of these ideas are because you read about them and you sort of read what the idea is on paper and you through that kind of come up with an image in your head of what it is that they're doing as opposed to just seeing you know like the cheesy effects or the cheap production design and you realize that like the minds behind the show were you know way 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 forward in their thinking it's just that they only had so much money in order to mm -hmm. make it and and i think that that's that's really interesting to me um the the other thing that i i'd say i i've learned is a lot about um the fans and and fandom and it's just interesting how um i i come at it from a certain perspective you come at it from a certain perspective which is similar you know, and, and a lot of that I think has to do with our age. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people, especially, you know, people who are older than us, who come at it from a very different perspective because of when they first experienced it and what else was out there for them to experience at the time. Yeah. And I mean, I, this is true. I mean, it's not, this is nothing like revolutionary. I mean, it's always, I mean, you can totally tell this, like if you ask someone what their favorite movie is. If they're a movie fan and let's say they started watching movies and fell in love with movies when they were in high school, their favorite movie, nine times out of ten, is going to be something that they saw in high school. Yeah. You know? And it's like that the same is true for Star Trek, you know? And there's a lot of people who love all of TOS, you know, even season three and everything like that. And, you know, we're coming at it from a perspective of like, you know, I'm sorry, but the turnabout intruder is not going to stack up. It's not going to cut it when we when you've got the best of both worlds. You know what I mean? <laughs> but for some people, it's like turnabout intruder is you know the shit, and it's like, well, that's you know good for them. Um, it's just interesting, you know, seeing different perspectives in terms of fandom. Uh, but yeah, uh, and 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 what clicks with people and what doesn't, and you know, hearing why, and then when you hear that you know, you can kind of appreciate that stuff more. Mm -hmm. So that, that's, that's been really interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. I've also learned that I can do a podcast about <laughs> a single Star Trek series, but only for 110 episodes. Yes. We do have a like, limit. I honestly, like if you were to say like, well, what, what are we going to record next week? What's, what's episode 111 going to be? I'd be like, I'd, I got nothing. I'm, I'm completely out of ideas. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I like that. I like that we're ending, but not just for me, but for the listeners, you know, to, to have this new, this new crew uh, around to talk about different things. I'm sure that they'll, you know, stick with the history kind of things, but I'm, I'm sure that they have opinions we haven't even dreamed of yet. And instead of having them on every week as a guest, uh, you know, to hear their opinions, we might as well let them take over the show. Mm -hmm. 
and they're they're coming at it from a different perspective that we are so they're going to have different um opinions than we are and and that's going to be pretty awesome you know i mean they really can have like all of the same discussions that we we have had like if they wanted to they could start off with episode 1 and do every single topic that we did for the next 110 episodes and it would be a different discussion each time yeah and that's pretty cool now I want them to do that. Yeah, that would be do. really cool. We should talk to them yeah. about that. <laughs> I want to hear their opinions on transporter ethics. I mean, <laughs> and their opinion on aspect ratios for two whole episodes. Yeah, yeah. That was a highlight for me. No, I actually had that listed as one of my highlights, too. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. You know, just been, And I mean, you know, maybe that was boring. Maybe that was out of place, you know. But I mean, I, but that's another thing. It's like, you know. It it seems like the, the two of us were are like you know while we're definitely original series fans it was it was more sort of a case of like uh, who do we get to do the original series everyone who's involved in this n- network is a TNG baby essentially mm-hmm. um, well Drew and Mike they could do it <laughs> right I mean sure they could do yeah 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 we could get them to do the original series show that that makes sense you they know don't need anything. <laughs> and it's like well uh i'm i'm you know we we do, i think we did a good job but like if we were to do a show about like something that we were like really knowledgeable about i think that'd be pretty badass yeah it would we should do that sometime maybe something about the star wars canon yeah yeah screw you it's canon <laughs> that'd be good uh we'll see about that <laughs> if you want to edit it Nope. I, I I would do it. Do you say nope? Nope. <laughs> oh well. Uh, what can you do? All right. And and any anything else? Any final thoughts? Final thoughts on standard orbit. I I just want to thank everybody for sticking around. Uh, I never felt like. I still feel like I'm new at this. And I still feel like, you know, I'm nervous that, you know, somebody's not going to like it or something. But your attitude about bring it, bring the criticism uh, has really has really helped me out. But uh, I just want to thank the listeners. I do. Uh, Just the interaction that we've had with the listeners. uh, It's it's been amazing. And uh, I just want to thank all of them individually. But I can't. Uh, so just thanks for listening. That's, I mean, I know that's your cliche that's my and line. we end the yeah. show with it, but it's true. I, I do thank everybody for listening and it means a lot to me that you, that you have and that you will miss us. Uh, I know that you'll be better off and you'll eventually realize that you're better off, but I do thank you for the time that you did give us for 110 episodes. Yeah, me too. I mean, uh, out of all the the podcasts I've I've done, this one has by far been the most listened to. So, you know, I really appreciate that. And uh I I am kind of in awe that anyone would listen to us, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, like we're literally like sitting here, we're wearing matching t-shirts and caps, <laughs> you know? We're a bunch of like freaking nerds. We're giant nerds. It's impressive. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But uh yeah, so thank you for listening. 
very, very much. It's uh, we, we really do appreciate it. I know that's what I always say, but I, I mean it, you know, it's crazy. And, and you know, just little interactions with people are, are, are great. You know, it's I, I love it, you know, both when they're praising us and when they're criticizing us, because it's good to have that discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of fun. And and also, hey, you know, I like it when people are honest, you know. <laughs> I mean, criticism is good. Stop, stop apologizing for not liking something. Okay, it's 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 all good to not like something. It's healthy, including the show. So thanks, thanks for your honest criticism. We appreciate it, Mike. I understand that you have a list of other people that we want to thank. Oh yeah, yeah. I just you know there were so many. I mean talking about you know the historical aspect and the fact that both of us are were terrified about you know this undertaking since you know we felt underqualified uh if this show is any good it's because of the people who helped us make it yes and so i just wanted to acknowledge all of them or we wanted to acknowledge all of them um i'm sure that we're forgetting someone which is i've been uh, keeping pretty good records okay okay so i I, hopefully we're not but um first and foremost our wives yes for letting us do this infinite patience yeah i mean my wife is currently especially since we record on sunday mornings and it's football season (laughs) oh my god you know so so yeah yeah jessica and melissa thank you yes thank you all right neither of them are listening i'm sure but that's okay. Who cares? Um, uh, our associate producers, Renee Roberts and uh, Richard Rutledge Jr., for the financial support, but then also for just being like people who are like, you know, I like your show so much that I'm willing to fund it. I'm, you know, I'm willing to put my name on it. You know, <laughs> that's there, really there cool. Are, there are John Hammonds. <laughs> <laughs> Spare yeah. no expense. And and anytime either of you want to come over to to our place and you know pop open our champagne, you're more than welcome. To. <laughs> uh, okay, and then there's our guests. Okay, I, I've got a list of all of them, and this list I was like looking at it. And I'm like, how did how did we do this? <laughs> know. You know, um, Dave Rossi. I mean, right off the bat, yeah. What we just came out of the gate and we were just like, Dave Rossi, here you go, bam. Yeah, and it's like Dave Rossi. Like I remember sitting in the back of an auditorium watching him up on stage at a convention, and then we're talking to him. All right, Mark Cushman, Philip Gilfus, Darren Moser, and Daniel Prue from uh, Earl Grey, mm-hmm. of course. Max Max Hagel, my co-host on Commentary Track Stars. John Tenuto, who taught us more about Khan than we thought was uh, didn't know there was that possible. much knowledge out there. Colin Higgins from Melodic Treks and Trek News and Views. Andy, of course. Larry Nemechek. Yeah. uh, Who, you know, I was fascinated to find out had actually seen the original series because, you know, (laughs) I just assumed he was all about next generation only. But no, of course. (laughs) Um, Matt Hansen uh, from Upper Pylon 2, who I think as far as like, people i know personally knows more about star trek than anyone i've ever met (laughs) 
uh, Preston Neal Jones. Oh yeah. Who I, I, I that was like I couldn't believe that one either. When when I saw that that book was coming out about the making of the motion picture, I was like, I want to talk to that guy. And then it like went away, and then it came back, and then to be able to talk to him about this thing that was so cool. Um, Charlene Schmidt from To the Journey. To the Journey. To the Journey. Matthew Rushing from The Orb. The Orb. <laughs> Sarah Gatos and Mike Johnson from IDW doing that the Star Trek ongoing comics. Yeah. That that was awesome too. I couldn't believe that. You know, it's like what a get. We we've been sitting there talking and then that was like one of those things that I was talking about last week where I'm like, should we go back and listen to the episodes that we did talking about their stuff to see how much we <laughs> I'm sure they didn't we say that's to inappropriate. <laughs> uh Ben Robinson, who was on just a, a few weeks back talking about phase two. Yeah. And, of course, Norman Lau and Jeffrey Harlan, who are going to be uh, picking up the mantle uh, and and moving this thing forward into the 24th century. No. (laughs) No. Okay. Late 23rd century. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you to all of them. Now, there's a few other people uh, behind the scenes who feel like we need to mention. Um Suzanne, who posts all of the stuff on Facebook and stuff like that and sort of lets the world know that we have new episodes and and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Zach Moore, who edits the previously on Trek FM spots, which as someone who had done that, you know, prior to to him, I know that that is a pain in the ass. (laughs) So thank you, Zach. We really do appreciate that. Our production manager, Richard Marquez, who makes sure that uh, we didn't mess anything up when we're publishing. Yeah. Um, Aaron Harvey, who does all of the artwork that you see, all of the amazing stuff, the freaking the maroon shirts monster that we're shirt. wearing Holy right crap. now, the maroon monster shirts, the ninja cat, you know, all that stuff. That's all. That's all Aaron. So thank you very much to him. And last but not least, of course, you know, our... Our our captain, Admiral. Christopher Jones. Admiral. Admiral. I guess so, yeah. Christopher Jones, who uh, lets us play in his sandbox. Yes. <laughs> and we're very appreciative of him. So thank you, everyone. Yes, thank and you. And if I miss someone, I really do apologize. I don't mean to. Yeah, well, we'll in the next episode that we record for Standard Orbit, we'll fix that. Yeah, yeah. We will record a special episode 111 just for you. So 110A. 110A. All right. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was uh it was fun ending one era of a show, but that's the only place on the network you'll hear that. If you want to hear other things on the network, uh you can listen to this. Previously on Trek.fm Standard Orbit. They just happen to come at just the right time. Right, or just, just the, wrong the right time. time for it to be dangerous. Like literally, like not even like that day, but like like two minutes before <laughs> this happens. Earl Grey. Well, it does all those cloak experiments. It deployed that communications array. Minefield? And the minefield for exploratory purposes. <laughs> Let's not talk about the Defiant because you know it's just going to upset me. To the journey! What about Tommy? Tommy is a drunk. 
and <laughs> he's drunk in the ready room meeting. His head's down, and so Jamie says, "Tom, anything?" Just not so loud. Commentary: Trek stars. You know what? See, the thing is, now if uh, Star Trek Beyond goes sideways in any way, you planted that line in my brain. And I was like, "I only got half a peg," <laughs> and I'm just gonna trot that out if I if I don't like Star Trek Beyond. The Six O Two Club. I, I remember hearing. Timothy Zahn, even back then, reading an article that he was listening to the John Williams uh, scores in his car as he was thinking all this through and, and making sure the pacing felt like it did with the music. So maybe it had to do with the certain music he was listening to. Maybe he was mm. listening to a New Hope score at that point. I don't know. Literary treks. I think we had between the three of us half a dozen or eight different springboards, and they were written in such a way that they could have gone to either ship and crew it was like you know the sagittarius encounters big blob in space or endeavor encounters derelict spacecraft or i mean i'm being real surface here i mean the the the, the prompts we provided in the bible were probably just a couple of sentences long and it was just meant to say these are the kinds of stories we're thinking about women at warp so we went in and pitched and i have to say that was one of the most terrifying experiences of my life. I have scrubbed in on brain surgery. It did not frighten me as much as go as waiting outside Gene Roddenberry's office getting ready to go in and pitch to him. Meta Trex. You're not going to see a bunch of Klingons hanging around eating cake and and <laughs> you know laughing at uh, Well, Klingons. unless it has unless it's a peptide cake with mint frosting. <laughs> peptide cake indeed. Indeed. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So check out those shows and get in on the daily Trek talk. You'll find them on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or you can just stream from the website. You can visit Trek.fm slash podcast to get all the links. And let's give it up for Zach and his fine work as an editor yeah. on that spot there. Right, It's groovy. Right, cool. <laughs> uh, if, you wanna, if you want to contact the network, there's a few places to do it. We, I'm sure that Chris will forward the messages to us if if you address the letters to us. But I assume by the time you listen to this, things will start flipping over and things will go to Norman Jeff. But uh, if you go to trek.fm slash contact, there's a form there. You can choose send a show and choose standard orbit. That'll come to us or Norman Jeff by email. Uh, you can also still do that voicemail thing using your webcam's microphone by clicking the button on the left-hand side of any page on trek.fm. And, uh, you know, again, we'll get it uh, somehow or another. Uh, if you want to uh, talk to us in our Facebook group, uh, the Babel Conference will still be around there. You'll still be plugging your show and I'll, I'll, I'll still be chilling, talking Star Trek. Cool. Uh, you can find, uh, did I say that it was called the Babel Conference? It's called the Babel Conference. Yeah. You can find it. Yeah. Uh, and you can also find our social media page at facebook.com slash trek.fm and on Twitter under username trek.fm. Mike, are you going to be doing any other shows around the network when you're done with this? Believe it or not, I am. What? Um, no, I know. I know that we we say this each and every week, but, you know, this is this is our last shot, right? right. So, hey, hey, you know, this is like when, uh, you know, a comic book ends, you know, and, and let's say that there's like a character... <laughs> on on one comic or oh here's a good example the practice right yes so like the practice at the end of the practice like william shatner comes on for like the last six episodes and you're like what's going on this is the most amazing thing and then the practice ends but then the next season 
like Boston Legal shows up and there's William Shatner from, you know, his character on the practice and everything like like you can you can find me on another show right here on Trek FM. A new show. It's it's not a new show. <laughs> it's actually been around for 161 episodes and it's called Commentary Trek Stars. But hey, it's probably new to you <laughs> looking at the numbers, doing the math. It's probably new to you. So check that out. Um, it's actually, uh, you know, not a bad show. If you ask me, we don't really talk about Star Trek sh- so much. We talk about the people who made Star Trek and we talk about the other stuff that they've done outside of Star Trek. And, you know, right now we're, we're wrapping that show up too. believe it or not. Um, we're on our final season, about 20 episodes left. Um, and we're talking about uh, all the people who are making the new Star Trek movie, Star Trek Beyond. So right now we're doing Simon Pegg, you know, the writer, mm-hmm. and looking at all the other movies that he's written. We're going to take a look at Doug Young's other movie. We're definitely going to talk about Star Wars The Force Awakens because everyone who worked on that also worked on Star Trek. So, you know, that's the kind of thing that we do over there. But going back, if you want to look at our back catalog, we talked to you know, a bunch of people about a bunch of stuff. We do, we've looked at every single you, series that you had an actual producer from the original created. series, John DF black, the guy who, you know, wrote the naked time and who was a producer, the only surviving producer of the original series. We have him and his wife on the show, along with Mark Cushman talking about, you know, what was, what went on in that crazy time period at the very, very start of the original series. You know, we, it's, 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 it's not a bad show if I do say so myself and Hey, you get to hear me talking about stuff that I actually know about, which is not like, like the original actually series. Citizen Kane. Yeah. Like we literally talk about Citizen Kane because it was edited by the guy who directed the motion picture. It's a, a decent show. I'm not, I was I was going to say it's a really good show. It's not. It's a decent <laughs> show, but it, it, you I I I think our listeners would like it if they gave it a, a chance. You know, and we we have a, a very long back catalog. There's a lot of original series stuff in there. We look at all of Richard Matheson's books. We look at all of Gene Roddenberry's TV shows. We've read every single Nicholas Meyer book that he's ever yeah, that written, was, including I think my this favorite one. Series about like freaking like um rubber trees in like the Amazon or something Sherlock Holmes. I don't know all the Sherlock Holmes books it's 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 pretty deep it's pretty i mean we're we're into it we've talked to a, a lot of people like you know John DF Black we've talked to some other creators and stuff like that and uh it's it's a lot of fun so go over there check it out and uh please please do that i also do another show on my website called Commentary Trackstar Babies. You can find that on CommentaryTrackStars.com. A lot of audio commentaries for original series episodes and movies, all the movies. Um, a lot of episodes with Drew talking about like Inception and Children of Men. And so, my wife uh, you can, on those two. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find us all over there. Um, check that out, CommentaryTrackStars.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Mumbles3K. So there you go. Sorry, that was long, but you know what? It's my last chance. Yeah. My last chance. I don't have anything to plug. Uh, I'm on Twitter <laughs> at 005, D-O-U-B-L-E-O-F-I-V, and like I said, I'll be sticking around the Babel Conference for the foreseeable future. Uh, I will I, I will guarantee that Drew shows up wherever I am. 
Yes, you just have to keep an eye out. Yeah, keep an eye on on Mike, and I will be nearby. Uh, I'll probably do some Trekstar babies. I'm planning on going back on uh, Tisto's commentaries. Uh, we need to do Dawn of the Planet of the Apes uh, to continue our Planets of the Apes series. Uh, I suppose now that we've put it off for so long, we should wait until we're closer to War of the Planet of the Apes. Nah, just War- do it now. Yeah, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we need to do uh, the Magics of Magus 2 on... Uh, yes, on... we will do Magics of Magus 2. Did you see that someone... I, I forget which website this was. Someone on Twitter put it up, but they, they went to the IMDB and they basically um, grabbed all of the data in terms of the... Um, user ratings mm-hmm. and ranked all of the various star trek episodes based on user reviews <laughs> it, it's pretty interesting like sitting on the edge of forever was number one of right course. uh number the the bottom one was i think like uh and the children shall lead i think or something That's like that. a good choice um but for the animated series number one was yesteryear and number 22 i guess would have been the magics of magus 2 <laughs> that's unfair yeah (laughs) well before we go we'd like to ask everyone to please support our sponsor who helps us bring standard orbit and all of our other shows to you every week and our sponsor for this show was and will continue to be audible.com audible is a great way for you to read all the books you've always wanted to read never thought you'd have time for audible's the premier source for audiobooks with i can't imagine we've always said 150,000 titles i can't imagine how many titles they have now in the last 110 times I've said this. At least 150,001. Exactly. Because uh, new titles are coming every week. Uh, from classics to current bestsellers, even some of those famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive and Federation, Audible has something for everyone. Mike, what's the most famous Star Trek book that you can plug today? Well, I think that everyone needs to read the adaptation of Star Trek Into Darkness, which is by Alan Dean Foster, who, by the way, like what wrote... Um, the Star Trek The Motion Picture, mm-hmm. is narrated by Alice Eve. It's unabridged. It's eight hours and 55 minutes long. That's a lot longer than the movie. Yeah, they put a lot of stuff in here. Like, they explain why Alice Eve took off her clothes in the in the shuttle pod and everything like no, that. No, they don't. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. Um, I haven't read it myself, but I'm going to... Well, actually, no, I'm not. But um, here's what they say on audible.com. The official movie tie-in novelization of the highly anticipated sequel to 2009's blockbuster feature film Star Trek. Pioneering director J.J. Abrams has delivered an explosive action thriller that takes Star Trek into darkness. When the crew of the Enterprise is called back home, they find an unstoppable force of terror from within their own organization has detonated the fleet and everything it stands for, leaving our world in a state of crisis. With a personal score to settle, Captain Kirk leads a manhunt to a war zone world to capture a one-man weapon of mass destruction. As our heroes are propelled into an epic chess game of life and death, love will be challenged, friendships will be torn apart, and sacrifices must be made for the only family crew has Kirk left something. His crew! I don't know. That sentence didn't make any less sense than any of these other sentences, so get off my back. Star Trek Into Darkness stars Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Zoe Saldana, Carl Urban, John Cho, Bruce Greenwood, Simon Pegg, Anton Yelkin, Benedict Cumberbatch, Alice Eve, and Peter Weller. And it arrives on May 17th, 2013. Yeah. 
Wow. Did I ever tell you about the time that Peter Weller almost ran into me, literally? No. It was so weird. I was downtown on like a Friday night. Chicago. Downtown Chicago. And I was at the and I was at the Virgin Megastore, which doesn't exist anymore. R.I.P. Virgin Megastore. <laughs> it was awesome. And uh I was leaving and there was like an, an entrance and an exit. And I'm walking out of the exit and this guy pulls the door open and says like he's turned facing the street and he's like hang on i'll be just a minute i just need to pick something up and then he turns around and like walks like right into me and he's like <laughs> excuse me Son. and then he and then he like walks around me and i'm like that that sounded a lot like robocop <laughs> was that robocop and then like i'm like no it couldn't have been and then i walk out on the street and there's freaking harris Eulin, okay the, who played you know the freaking cardassian and duet like you what? know yeah and he's on the street on his cell phone he's like yeah uh peter just ran into the virgin megastore he says he's gonna be out in just a second and i'm like that that was robocop and i looked <laughs> and they were like doing a play together on uh on on it, i don't know where some theater in chicago and i'm like whoa that's so crazy. I told Max and he's like, I wonder if he was buying a copy of RoboCop 3. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was my uh, my Peter Weller encounter. I did not know that. For what it's worth. Anyway. Saying you can get that audiobook for free. Oh, yeah. You can get that audiobook for free on audible.com. See, that, I can't. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. That's right. As a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice. Maybe of RoboCop 3. Uh, along with a 30-day trial, just to see how great Audible is. Give it a try today and catch up on all those classic Star Trek books if you yet to read and that latest novel from your favorite author as well. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm, and we thank Audible for supporting Standard Orbit and Trek FM. Now, let's say that you want to dress like us. Yeah, and who doesn't? I mean, we're pretty stylish. It's true. If you want a Maroon Monster shirt of your own, or a Ninja Cat shirt, or, you know, one of those other shirts, Lizard Did Babies, or whatever. Did you see the new whatever. Christmas one? There's a new Christmas one! It's so cool looking! Yeah, my wife's like, oh, I want that, and she doesn't even listen to Trek FM. <laughs> it's really cool. We've got a lot of cool designs. You can find them all at www.trek.fm slash store. And you can click there, get to Redbubble, and order stuff. Uh, I've got... I've got a red Monsters Maroon shirt. Mike has a red Monsters Maroon shirt. And Mike got me the, uh, what is it? Is it a baseball kind of shirt? Yeah, it's, you know, three-quarter sleeve. Yeah, baseball style. It's a, it's I've never our, had our... a three-quarter sleeve shirt. I tried it on this morning, and I'm like, it doesn't go all the way down. <laughs> it's weird, right? It takes a while to get used to. But it's kind of, you know, what you would expect a softball team in the 70s to wear. So, yeah, that's that's, that's our... That's our um, Mirror Universe alternate. The black yeah, for Mirror the Universe sleeves. Day. When we're playing No, for when sport. we go to the Mirror Universe, right? Oh. Yeah. But you, we need to grow, like, goatees for that one. Yeah. Eh, too much trouble. No, I mean, but yeah, we've got, like, you know, I did, we've got all, all of our, if you go to the Babel Conference, you can see what each of our official jerseys are. Which, by the way, okay, like, 
the Arizona Diamondbacks. I don't know if you saw that, <laughs> but the other day they announced their new uniforms and they're like, we've got six uniforms. Here's six. It's awesome. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, you uh, stickers, mugs, everything, uh, baby onesies, everything. If you go to www.trek.fm slash store. We'd like to again thank Richard Rutledge Jr. and Renee Roberts for being our associate producers. Uh, by supporting us on Patreon, you can find Richard on Twitter at RUT8972 and Renee at MRES underscore 1701. And if you want to help them keep the network in orbit, you can support us on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash trekfm, you'll find a list of donation levels where you can get things like exclusive digital goodies, access to our Patreon zone, and... Uh, early access to episodes access to our project manager so that you can suggest topics uh, and be listed as an associate producer on some of our shows uh, you'll find out also where the donations can go things like comforting the monthly host of hosting and distribution hiring editors upgrading people's equipment so again that's a patreon.com slash trek fm so check it out that's it that's it that's it all right it's it's been an honor serving with you sir and you too thanks for having me along on this journey and uh thanks for everyone who, who listened and uh it it will get better <laughs> we we promise don't it, it, don't it mourn us what don't mourn us yeah yeah things things the better things are coming we promise yeah so everybody thanks again for listening have a good life and keep on trekking it is the will of landrew Mr. Chekhov, take us out of orbit ahead, walk factor one. Hi, sir. Standard orbit. The next generation is beaming aboard the podcast feeds. All the wonder, the excitement, the drama of Gene Roddenberry's original Space Odyssey. Welcome to the Enterprise. With all new adventures. From the 21st century. With an all new Enterprise. This is nothing like any vessel I've seen before. And an all new crew. Their continuing mission to boldly go where no one has gone before. Let's see what's out. Don't miss the all-new podcast, Ventures of Standard Orbit, The Next Generation.